What day is it? It's Saturday. What is the date? It is April 23rd. When do you think this will actually go up? April 23rd. Are you serious? You really think I'll get this up in one day? Uh, it could be bad and you can get it up in one day. This is the Try Games End of Podcast. We talk about games. And shit. And games? Yeah, we talk about shit. And games. Fe- like, literally fecal matter. That, yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. No. Um, but yeah, uh, I- I'm your host, Austin. Uh, with me is co-host Al. Say hi, Al. Hi, Al. And Pete is feeling very under the weather. Let's all send our best wishes his way. Um, he's feeling pretty sick. Um, in addition, his internet... Well... I mean, this is this is the benign part. The internet in his face is not is sick. Is well, <laughs> the internet just sucks. Uh, fuck Comcast. Uh, for those of you who don't live in New York City and, and don't get to use anything else other than Comcast, uh, I'm sorry that you know your lives are like this. But maybe you should move to New York. Um, yeah, where you can deal with shitty companies like. No, actually, I'm not going to say that. Right, but at, at least you have op- <laughs> at least you have options with shitty companies, and they're not as shitty as Comcast. Yeah, Comcast fucking sucks. Uh, hey, Comcast, watch me work for Comcast like two years. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Pete's gonna be out of commission for this episode, and he actually might be out of commission for a little while until his internet gets fixed. Um, uh, all the humor of the dropped calls that you've been hearing for the past couple of episodes, I know that's probably gonna get tiring for you folk at some point. So you know, we decided collectively. Um, Actually, Pete decided himself uh, he fell on his sword. Uh, not not really falling on his sword. I don't know if that's the accurate metaphor, but he, he sacrificed his voice for the team. Um, he took one. Yeah, so so until he gets better internet or, or, or something, you know, Pete is going to be strictly a, a a Twitter communicator or a, a, an emailer, just like in the old days. But uh, we'll, we'll get some sound bites of him going, okay, in there somewhere, you know, wherever. And he's yeah, in like our... Right now. <laughs> no, but he's also in our stupid little pre-recording for the pimpage, so you'll hear his voice there. Um, but yeah, anyway, this is a bridged episode, kind of short because uh, people got shit to do. But um, with Mortal Kombat being released this past week, and Al and I playing a shitload of Street Fighter Four on our 3DSs, we did want to talk about uh, take a little trip down memory lane about Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and kind of where it's led us today. Uh, we did do a reboot, uh, Let's Rebooting uh, a long time ago, I believe, on... I think we did it on both games individually. I'm, yeah, we did. I I'm not entirely recall. sure about um, Street Fighter. Oh, yeah. We I did remember it. Street Fighter. I remember talking about um, my first experiences with Street Fighter. And, and then what about Mortal Kombat? Then maybe that's the odd, odd one. I don't... Because I, I really Mortal don't remember Kombat doing too, both. They both were like the same kind of... Uh, the same people were involved in both right. memories. Right. We'd have to go um, and look back at that. Yeah, but I'm too lazy, so I won't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, as always, we are going to start off with what Al's been playing. I've been playing Dragon <laughs> Quest Six. I uh, I've been playing Dragon Quest Six, and uh, yes. I'm at the end, but there's still more to do, so I'm not exactly at the end. And I thought I was like. In Dragon Quest 4 and 5, once you get to the final part, 
there's like maybe two things to do and then you do the final dungeon. But in Dragon Quest VI, there is more questing to do. Like, you're going to places and there's a problem in this place and you have to solve that problem. Um, and I think that there's three towns that you have to kind of solve problems and I've already done two. I gotta figure out how to get to the third. Um, but I was having sort of a discourse with, uh, Doc Brown about it because he went back into the game and he actually finished it. And, um, he was talking about the, you know, his displeasure with the mechanics of the game, uh, which I, I really don't have a displeasure with the mechanics because my main goal now with all video games is to just fucking finish it. (laughs) So I don't care if like, I don't get everything. If I don't unlock everything or if I don't find all the secrets like how I used to, I just want to finish the game. And now at this point, I have, um, classes are set up because, you know, uh, Dragon Quest VI is a class-based system. Um, Doc Brown's gripe was that you can be over-leveled for a certain place and you won't gain any, um, levels in your vocation so you can progress. Uh, I found that, but then, uh, I kind of got lost a lot in the game, which is my gripe in the game. My gripe about the game is just that the whole game is almost like, uh, an open world game. Uh, there's a certain direction that you should follow, but then there comes a point where you just have to, uh, do stuff. And, and it doesn't, it doesn't sit there and say, okay, here, do this. You're just like, alright, it's, it's, it's not driven. That's what it is. Like, you know how you play an RPG and the story will drive you. Uh, you, you go to a dungeon, you fight a boss, and then you go to the town and the story will tell you to go somewhere else. And, or the story will take you elsewhere. And you go and you do whatever you have to do there. The story will take you to the next place, the next place, the next place. Yep. yep. With Dragon Quest VI, it's like you, um, the story drives you for the beginning of the game, and then you have this quest to find yourself. And in that <laughs> in that quest to, in that quest to find yourself, you are traveling to different places and solving people's problems, but you don't really know where to go next. And you don't want to go travel somewhere where the monster's too strong for you and you die and you wind up losing half your gold. So you constantly keep going back to this fortune teller who tells you where to go next. But then it comes a point where you have to get the four legendary pieces of uh, gear that are in four, five, and six. And uh when you have to do that, there's um certain like riddles and puzzles that you have to solve, but... There's no real direction as to where you're supposed to, because no one really knows where certain pieces of the gear are. Like, there's a shield, and the shield is in some cave somewhere. And there are three riddles that you have to solve in order to get to the the shield. And they don't ever tell you where the fucking shield is. Right. So I kind of figured it out, because um, I realized that there was this place that kind of looked like it was corresponding to the first riddle. And I'm like, okay, well, this must be where the shield is. And every time I went to the fortune teller, the fortune teller kept telling me about something completely different. Like, uh, oh, there's a young king in Insomnia, and I wonder why. And I'm like, this young king, because it's the dream of the king in the real world. I mean, come on. It, tell me something that is going to get me to progress in the game. And so I so realized So basically that- the fortune teller is useless. The fortune teller is useless at one specific part of the game. Oh, okay. Um, and what I realized was that, well, that 
that part of the game kind of just comes in stride because, um, actually, as a matter of fact, what it is is that the fortune teller doesn't tell you what you have to do to satisfy that part of the game. That's what it is. Because what I had to do was go to the town in the real world that corresponded to the town that I started at because the town, was, right, the right, town right, right. I started at was in the dream world. But yeah. I never actually made it to the town in the real world, which is the same town. Which you finally made it now. Which I finally made it to because I just kind of like was going all over the world like, where the hell do I go next? And then I... Where is it? Pretty much. And oh, then I... Oh, God, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so then I oh ended up God. at the, the, the that same town and found out, oh, snap, I, I completely forgot that, you know, there's a real version of the town that I started at. And it started this chain of events that ended up in me satisfying that part of the story. And then a fortune teller told me, oh, now you got to get the legendary piece of equipment. And then there's a clue to the equipment in this place, which gave me the second out of three. And I already had the first and the last. So then I went and got the shield, and then I got the armor, which was related to some other pretty cool things, like a time travel kind of thing. Um, and the helmet, I forgot where this, I got the helmet from. I think that was just from the story. This game totally rips off a saga. <laughs> you um, have to go to the King of Shield and take his shield. I, I like how uh, I like how you said that this game, you have to find yourself. Yeah, well, that that part I'm of the game. I'm going to play a video game to find myself. Uh, My well, life and, and is actually in shambles. That, that part of the game That's that I had failed to realize was the point that I was supposed to be traveling to was the part where I found myself, <laughs> literally. Um, and so now I'm at this point where. I just have to kind of grind up a bit. I don't really have to. I think I'm way over level for the final boss because nothing has been really truly difficult unless I've been unprepared. Like, I died on this one series. It was sick. I had to go and fight a castle. <laughs> yes, fight a castle. What? So that's yeah. like... Ugh. I was about uh, to say a spoiler about something else, but I don't... I <laughs> Wait, but so... Uh, let me let me comment on that thing that yes. you just, on that thing that you just said. I don't think, given how ass punishingly ass punishing Dragon Quest is, I don't think there's ever such a thing as being over leveled for a Dragon Quest boss. Oh well, no no no! Here's the thing. I know what you mean. I'm just saying, fuck Dragon Quest bosses. <laughs> I I went and fought the castle, and I wasn't really prepared for that <laughs> <laughs> because I'm expecting okay, this is this should be the same thing as Dragon Quest four and five, and the castle comes and. Maybe I have to kind of solve something, but I wasn't expecting to actually freaking fight the castle. So I yo, saw how many hit points that castle got. Yo, yo, shoot it. <laughs> so I did that, and then right after I did that, I got into the castle and found that there's, you know, a demon that's, um, that's controlling the castle. And that demon sent three thugs after me. And I'm like, oh, snap, I should have, like, tried to find a way out so that I could heal. Punch that castle in its mouth. <laughs> so I beat the thugs. <laughs> but then right after I beat the thugs, I had to go fight this other guy immediately after. And that guy Gangster beat me. Castle. <laughs> it's a castle with thugs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So then it's that like guy the beat me. And then it, what was really cool about that was that it wasn't like, oh, you died and you just 
suddenly ended up in the church because it really doesn't make sense for you to just suddenly end up in the church when you're in a castle in the sky. So what happened was this story sequence where the the big dude, the the demon, was just like, oh, these guys are nothing and they're supposed to be the heroes. Uh, They're supposed to be like the legendary hero. He sucks because he couldn't even beat this little dude who I hired for me. He don't have his own castle to sick on you. <laughs> and so, um, speaking of which, the castle actually did like try and crush me when I fought it. But th- that's like the, the wall from... in Final Fantasy IV. Yeah, no, 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 no. I actually like went like, up in the jump air on and... you. Yes, it jumped. The on castle me. tried to butt stomp you. <laughs> so um, then the demon was like, "Take these, take these uh, coffins out of my sight. It's an eyesore." And then the demon comes out, a little like lesser demon comes out of nowhere and drags the coffins out, and then you end up in the church. Um. So then I healed up and came back, and the boss was like, uh, oh, you guys came back for more? All right. And he summons the guy again, and I have to fight the guy, and I beat the guy. And then after I beat the guy, the demon goes, all right, now it's time for you to fight me, but let's not make it unfair. So he heals me. And I'm thinking oh. to myself, damn, if I would have just beaten the guy the first time, then I would have been healed up to fight the big boss. Rubicant. But... Uh, yeah, that was his own failing to heal me before the fight because then I just completely owned him. But I had no problems. The only problem was that I had to fight four bosses all in a row. <laughs> um, so now I'm at the part where I think I'm just going to get some money to get some gear and then I'm just going to go in the game. And I don't really need to worry about unlocking like all these different classes and stuff. I already have my main character as the hero class, and he's doing pretty good at that. And uh, I'm trying to finish the game before Monday. All I can picture now is like a castle throwing up W's and like vomiting thugs. (laughs) And when I say thugs, I mean like bandana, you know, wannabe Tupac thug like thugs. thugs? No, Tupac thugs. Oh, Tupac thugs. (laughs) Because that's like. I, I'm just picturing the castle going, Thug Life! Oh, goodness. <laughs> the castle's wearing a bandana. Uh, I, no, no, I picture the castle looking like all evil, like the treasure chests in uh, Final Fantasy IV. When you fight the treasure chest, it's like it's got like teeth. Oh, oh, oh like mimics in, in Dragon Quest too. They they have like uh, a tongue coming out and teeth. Oh, my God. Yeah, Thug Life. So, yeah. other than Dragon oh, Quest, I, um... I've been like actually just fooling around with my 3DS. I was um I uh, I saw my little cousin, she just turned 9 last week and so they had a little birthday thing and I showed her the 3DS and um took her picture and put in AR on oh, that AR against Face Raiders. Just playing a little bit of Face Raiders and uh I've been picking up a lot of the street passes, not a lot, a couple of street passes randomly. Um uh, but then I'm trying to get them into find me. But I think I missed my chance. I think you have to put them in to find me. Like right after you meet them, you have to go to find me, and then they oh. leave that time because I've been hiring like the, the cats. But every time you hire cats and they you use them, they're gone. Ha, so you have ha, to buy more ha, cats. Ha. And I haven't made it past B two. I think Welcome I made it B three the first gentlemen. time I played. Uh, not that cats. <laughs> Wait. So so I. I want to ask you about this because I think I might be doing it wrong. Um, so I found myself like detouring into GameStops and like stores that would have game players in them, like a Best Buy or something, right. for the sole purpose of picking up fucking Street Pass people. And like I've gotten one, 
So I have a total of four people in my plaza. That's it. Yeah, I have and, f- five. Yeah, five. Because I'm wondering, like, uh, Jeff Gershman over at Giant Bomb was saying that he's he's having a he was having a load of trouble getting people to 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 come to his plaza, and I'm wondering, like, you just have to have your DS closed, right? You don't have to hit the home button and then close it. No, I think you just have to have it closed. Okay, um, that's as what long I thought. As you're not in, um, well, if you're in a game, no. Yeah, I think... that's that's the thing. Because I had I had Ridge Racer running. I paused it and I closed it, but I didn't go to the home screen and then close right. it. Right. And I'm Ridge Racer sure has that. Home Pass enabled, so mm-hmm. you mean Shoot Pass? Huh? You said Home Pass? Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure because uh, all I know is that you definitely can't be playing like a regular DS game and get Street Pass. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and I uh, every, can you every go to the home menu though for a DS game? No, when you press home, it asks you if you want to quit. Okay, so it's just like Xbox, Xbox 360. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what I usually do is uh, I make sure that I'm in the home menu. But like one day I was just walking through Pathmark, Pathmark. It's six fifty something in the morning, and I went and got some ingredients for something, and I came out and I had a street pass notification. I'm like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> and I looked at it, and then um, I was on a train and I got a street pass there. And then yesterday I went to Toys R Us to get Portal Two and Mortal Kombat, and I left the DS in the car, and I was like, damn, I forgot to bring the DS with me. And I come back to the car and I get street pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody driving down the street. So Passed that was you. pretty cool. Gave you a street pass. And I'm kind of opposed to street pass events. I, I'd rather not have a contrived reason. Like, I want street pass to be what it is, spontaneous and a chance. Like, you walk past somebody and, holy shit, your, your shit just, like, came together. I don't want to have, let's go meet a thousand people at Central Park well, and we'll, we'll all street pass each other. Well, my motto is trygames.net, so I want to fucking get a contrived thing so I could... Mine is too. <laughs> <laughs> Free advertising. Thank you, For Nintendo. Um, now, so, how about those friend codes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the, the, the DS stuff. And then I, like I said, I got Mortal Kombat and Portal 2. I played Portal 2 for like five minutes and shit was hilarious. As soon as you start the game, it's just funny. Uh, and then they do some ill fan service. I, I'm not revealing anything. I'm, I'm very Eyes. upset that PSN is down and they said that it's due to external intrusion and the first time it was down it was because of Anonymous Group. So oh. if anonymous group is like trying to be fucking Jesus terrorist Christ. and shit, I'm I'm pissed off at them. Like really, that's unnecessary. The whole Geo Hot thing is not that serious for George you to be Hot. attacking PSN. According to Giant Bombcast, okay, his name is actually George Hotz. Yeah, I know. Or Hotz, but I, his or whole his his tag is Geo Hotz. Yeah, Geo Hotz. It's like if if your tag was like a get, yo, I got a get in my pocket, son. Yeah, and then they'll be calling me. Hey, yo, I'm tired of that a get situation. Achat Sagat Sagat Geohots Listen up Valiant attempt Good, You know Fight the power and, and, and you know All that shit But Enough is enough Fucking For real Come on Anonymous, now Come on Just let us Let us play games and shit And it's cause like, I can't this... even Tie my um My PSN I don't think I can tie my PSN ID To Steam yet So I can play Portal 2 On my PC Yeah it's like When, when people first I feel like when people First start doing it It's like Okay, cool. Like, you know, it's not cool that they're circumventing security measures and, and, you know, making it easier to pirate. But at the same time, it's cool that they're opening it up to allow 
people to like 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 how someone hacked the connect right mm-hmm. it allows you to experiment with stuff and and maybe unlock potential that you know is locked away by the by the you know um, by the platform holders mm-hmm. but at a certain point like just stop like no one gives a shit anymore except for the people who are willing to go through the all through more trouble than it's worth to pirate shit and it's just like dude at this point like i'll just go into amazon and i buy a game for 20 buy a game for 20 bucks i'm sorry like i i don't want to brick my thing I don't want to make other people not be able to play games. Like, you're not being a hero. You're being an asshole. Right. So stop. Especially when you're doing, like, terrorist DOS attacks or something. I mean, go, I don't go, know what yeah. they're doing, but if they're, if Sony's saying that, I, and of course, Sony's not to believe, be believed 100% of the time, but if they're saying that it's due to external intrusion, and on top of that, the first time PSN was down, anonymous group was like, yeah, we did it. Yeah. Then, come on, really. You know, you, you have a career in rap. Okay, I saw your stupid video, and that was actually kind of impressive. Go do that instead. Make it right. Wait, who? I don't know if it was Jailhot or it was someone else from Anonymous Group. Some, some, one of the guys, one of the first guys who who cracked. And I'm 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 being I'm being racist and lumping all the hackers together in one group. <laughs> but like, there was one of the hack, one of the first hackers to break the security thing. Like, put up a rap video about like, oh yeah, Sony can't stop me. And I thought it was really really stupid. And then like, I actually thought about it, and I was like. All things considered, if he actually wrote real rap lyrics, like he'd actually be a good rapper. Oh shoot! Like he has rhythm and he has flow. It's just he's created a DOS tech, and I want to punch mm-hmm. him now. Mm-hmm. And I want to punch that castle in the mouth. <laughs> um, All right, so I'm I'm done with what I've been playing. What you've been playing? Uh, I have been pl- I I I was really stupid, and I got tempted by an Amazon deal where you could get two 3DS games for fifty bucks. And I was eyeing the, the the next two games that I would have gotten if I were to have gotten more than two games at launch. Uh, so I picked up Ridge Racer 3D. Don't buy it, anybody. And <laughs> Monkey Ball 3D. And I'll talk briefly about Monkey Ball and then go into why I say don't buy Ridge Racer. It's not because it's a bad game, but you know I'll, I'll tell you why. Monkey Ball 3D is pretty much just Monkey Ball, and I guess that's the reason why I picked it up is because I lent my Monkey Ball games out to my best friend uh, when he got a GameCube way back when. And I just haven't bothered to take them back from him, and I miss it. Um, and, and actually, in fact, I might have gotten Super Monkey Ball Two back from him, but um, I actually like the that. That's actually kind of a good game to have on the go for me. Like it's it's a you know quick type of game like that that doesn't involve too much uh, too much brain power. Mm-hmm. And the 3D on it's pretty trippy. Um, I I think it you know Monkey Ball is is a game that I expected to have a prof not a profound sorry to have a, a a significant impact on 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 the 3D um or i i should say the 3D would have an imp- uh, a significant impact on that type of game and it does cuz you know it's all 3D and everything's going whoa, left and right and whatever very true yeah. uh, which also means that if you want to benefit from the 3D you do not want to play it with the motion sensor obviously right you don't want to um, play it all gamecube style yeah um but that said, playing it with the motion sensor is bunk anyway. Like it's just like people trying to play Monkey Ball on iPhone. Oh, I found a gaming platform. You have Super Monkey Ball. Right? Yeah. Okay. Like I actually can control the playing field in Monkey Ball 3D with an analog stick. Rant over. But um, yeah, I mean that that is really the preferred way to play because not only do you get better control, but you can also benefit from the 3D, and it does look good. Like it it it, it resorts to the kind of more pastel-y art style that the Wii game. Uh, right. has uh, without any of the suck uh, because, you know, you're not using the stupid Wii remote, the Wii to, remote to control the world. 
or to control like the camera when you're golfing. <laughs> I never. Oh got yeah. That. I never got I that. Anyway, that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. If you're gonna play a monkey ball game, analog stick is the way to go. Um, or mouse, if they ever had one. Um, but it's. Uh, I've only gone through the first couple of regular stages. Typical monkey ball. Um, don't play with the accelerometer. I tried it. It was. It was. You know. It was. It was a nice novelty, but you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, really. <sighs> I really have to focus on that game in order to see the 3D again because of my astigmatism. Um, it it was hard to it, it was really weird. Like there's there's um the startup screen has like three books on the 3D screen and then like the options on the bottom screen, and it's a it's like a it's a 2D image. The books are a 2D image, but it's in 3D. And I had the the most trouble trying to focus on those books. I had to turn the slider off. And then just stare at the books, and then turn it on. Interesting, because like my eyes would just not resolve to you know to what I was seeing, so I had to turn it off. And, the, mm-hmm. and may, I don't know, maybe that's their fake way of kept making you calibrate. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty intense, and when you're actually in it, like um, the the effect is cool. Now onto Ridge Racer, uh, Ridge like it, Racer, Ridge Racer. Oops, um, it it's similar in the respect that. Um, I have to like turn the slider down and then turn it up to focus on it. There's a very weird effect where um, it's it's right side biased, obviously, because again, my astigmatism, it my right eye is the one that's nearsighted, uh-huh. and my left eye is the one that's farsighted. So if I'm playing a DS game, uh, if my eyes start to go out of focus, it's my right eye that takes dominance because that's the one that's nearsighted. You know, that's the one that keeps the image in focus. Got um, it. However, the odd effect is that you know how the I mean the 3DS is 3D is just like one of those hologram cards. It's got it's got the right it's got the rightmost angle uh, on one side and the leftmost angle on the other. Oh right, so then so, when like, you look yeah. at it in the middle, they kind of come together. Right, and if you close one eye, you'll like if you're playing Ridge Racer and you're looking at the car, and you close and you close your right eye, and I'm putting my hand over my right eye because you all can see this. Um, <laughs> I'm doing it too. <laughs> yeah, if you put your right hand over your if you put your hand over your right eye, uh, and you look at the car, it's it, the the point of view that Namco gives you is almost as if you're slightly off center to the left. Oh. And if you cover your left eye and you look at the car, the point of view is as if you're slightly off center to the right. Which which makes sense because like again, those holograph cards, when you turn the card one way, it's one view, and you turn the card the other way, it's another view. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all well and good, and that probably works for something like Street Fighter, where it's like a 2D image, and you're looking at it straight on. But in Ridge Racer, like, 95% of the time, when I'm racing, it's like I'm from the right side of the car. <laughs> because my left eye is because far-sided. Because your left right. Yeah, like, the background is, is has the 3D depth, but the car itself is just, like, you know, wiggling to the side, and it's just like, oh, this is really weird. Like, it is really weird. Um, and, like, I... There's some points where I want to turn it off because I don't want that weirdness in the car, but there are other points where I want to keep it on because I like the depth of the racing track. Uh, Jeff McGershman over at Giant Bomb, well, this is the third time I called him out today, uh, on the podcast, <laughs> he mentions that the 3D slider being all the way up puts too much focus on the car and makes it hard to see the turns. I did not experience that at all because when I when I play that game, I focus only on the turns and only on the road. Now and now I'm kind of forced to because then that's the only way I can stop looking at that weird like right angle thing. Right. Um, and so like all I really see is like the hood of my car and then the rest of the road, and, and then you'll be fine. Um, 
and really there's there's really little reason to focus on the car anyway because like the textures on the car are all blocky like it's really weird like the environments look pretty cool the frame rate is decent the roads look good but the car textures look like spruced up PlayStation textures yeah you know? it's just weird like with all the geometry that looks good you know it basically otherwise it would look just as good as the PSP game if not better but the textures are like blocky i i don't i don't get it you know they're pixelated and uh, i don't know um but the reason why i say don't get ridge racer is like 90 uh, percent of you i'm betting have played ridge racer before and that's what it is i mean and and, and it's so, ridge racer right more so what can than, you say more so than other games that are like their prequels and other counterparts ridge racer is like it's like an egregious violator of the, this is the same shit over again. It's not like God of War where that's the same shit over again. It's not like Call of Duty where it's the same shit over again. It's literally, hey, welcome to Ridge Racer 3D. We're going to put you in a Grand Prix, and this first track that you're going to be racing through is the track that you've been racing through since the original Ridge Racer because it's the exact same track. Yeah, I heard that they took a lot of tracks from that. I mean, and it, it, yeah. Like from the older games, they just kind yeah. of threw them in there. And I, that's that's what Ridge Racer is, except for Ridge Racer Type 4, which expanded all that shit. That's why that's the best game in the series. But that's what it is. It's it's the same tracks. You know, it's 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 all the Namco fun about it. Like, there's a car named after Blinky, and, you know, there's a car, there's a racer named Nyamco, and all that shit, and there's a car named Mappy. But, um... Why did I buy it if I'm saying not to buy it? Because I'm an idiot, and I really like Ridge Racer. <laughs> like, I, I, I... This is one of those games where it's not a good game, but I like it a lot. And I'm not saying that it's a bad game. It's just not a great game. You know, it's not that good. Um, like, if you... Like, a, a really quality Ridge Racer game is Ridge Racer 4. You know, for a PlayStation. But this the one is... The original PlayStation? Or PlayStation the, origi- the original PlayStation. Ridge Racer 4. Really? Uh, 5 was shit. I, I did not like 5. Uh, that's the mm. only one that came out on PS2. Um... But I don't know what. Did, are you saying that just because you've played it and don't like it, or I've never played Ridge Racer. Oh right. And I'm just saying that it's it's weird for me to hear in 2011 that the best Ridge Racer is from the PlayStation era. Well, that's like saying like, oh, what's the best Castlevania? Oh, it's Symphony of the Night. It's like, what what about all those DS ones? Symphony of the Night. I mean, that's not <laughs> my that's not my opinion. But that is it. That is which a, I gotta I gotta play Symphony of the Night. Like when I get off of my RPG streak, I gotta. Go back to my uh, Rondo Blood and play yeah. Symphony of the Night. Yeah, but I mean that's not my opinion, but that's a consensus kind of. And like I, I don't, I don't argue that because that's a fucking good game, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's put it this way: if you really, really, really like Ridge Racer and are stupider than I am, and you don't currently have a Ridge Racer game to play on the go, like if you don't have it on the PSP, fine, fine, that's understandable. Um, and it. <laughs> Actually, I'll say this much. If the only Ridge Racer you have is on the original DS, then you should burn that cart and buy 3DS, the 3DS version, because this is actually a competent version. I mean, let's put it this way. It's a good version of Ridge Racer. It is. Hmm. It really is. But how many times are, gonna th- are they going to pull the same shit? You know, it's like, I don't know. There, there's, there's just nothing to it, and that's probably why I like it, is because all it is is, here's a sharp corner. Let go of the accelerator for a split second turn, and then press the accelerator again. Now you're drifting. Have fun. Um, yeah, not, no crazy methods of drifting. Like, it, gotta hit the brake, turn, and hit the brake again, and accelerate it, and then turn the yeah, other way, and then, oh, shit, you're drifting. Ridge Racer is a very, like, 
it's the rail shooter of driving games. <laughs> in that sense, um, it, where where Ridge, and that's why I say Ridge Racer Four was very good because I didn't feel like Ridge Racer Four was a was a was a rail shooter. Like I felt like I I had to be careful and control my car, you know, and and at the same time it was still arcadey and it was still fun and accessible. Um, but yeah, it, it's yeah. Don't buy it. Don't 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 buy it if you've got like. All the Ridge Racers. Like I have Ridge Racer sixty four. I don't know if I still have six or seven because I I might have sold six back because six and seven are like the exact same except seven is better because it has drift uh, drafting. Uh, I'm sorry, they call it slipstreaming. Oh yeah, um, drafting. Oh, the, the mm. DS version has slipstreaming as well. So if you really care about slipstreaming and you have the PSP version already, then maybe you should get the 3DS version because it has slipstreaming. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah. If you buy it, you're as stupid as I am, and that's not a good place to be. So, but uh, you know, whatever. I haven't tried the online. Maybe there's some cool online functionality. I don't know. Um, oh yeah. Also, public service announcement. I already said this before, but just want to make sure to emphasize it. Monkey Ball does not have Street Pass, as far as I can see. I might have to unlock it, or it might be in an option that's not easily accessible. But I do not see it immediately. So, be forewarned about that. But Ridge Racer does have Street Pass, and I have no idea what it does. I guess like. When you pass by a racer that you're racing against, you get you get his street pass guy, which mm. I, I think at online mode, like that that's pretty interesting because you're not passing them by on the street. Um, at the same time, I don't even know if that is an online mode. I, I really don't know. I haven't explored it yet, but um, I don't know. Don't buy it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna take a break from and talk about what Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter. That's right, bitch. Not the game. Not a game. That would be right. awesome, though. Yeah. I mean, sort of, but not really. Yeah. We're back from musical. I what? What? Anyway, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter. So, real quickly, you got Mortal Kombat yesterday, right? Yes. And how are you liking it so far? What? Okay, let, let me put it this way, uh, because we're about to delve into the history. What um, what game from the previous games does it remind you most of? It actually reminds me of uh. Ooh. It reminds me of a mix between, like, the basic battle mechanics of MK vs. DC. Right. That's what I've heard. And, like, Mortal Kombat 2. It's weird, man. That's what it, That's what I felt like when I was playing it at PAX East. Mm-hmm. That, like, the, the structure of it was, like, DCU, but that, the, the greater feel of it was, like, Mortal Kombat 2. Oh. Yeah. It, it's nuts. I mean, but what's weird about it is that they took a lot from Street Fighter, in my opinion. Like with the, the with the power with the with the X-ray bar, right? With the X-ray bar, which really reminds me of the Ultra Bar in SF4, and it's right. an awesome addition because of the fact that now you have these weapons to turn the tide, and also really cool ways of fighting that don't involve oh, let me see a fatality because Mortal Kombat 
for a good long while was just all about, I really don't care about fighting. I just want to see the fatalities. Yep. And now, like, yeah, I want to see the fatalities, but at the same time, I want to be able to fight and get to that x-ray point and then be able to turn the tide with a sick x-ray attack and then make it just, you you do the hit and you're like, oh! And the next thing you're like, oh! I mean, that that's that whole thing about, like, why Street Fighter in the first place instant while well, we're we're jumping all over the timeline and I'm sure we'll get into this in depth but you know the whole dramatic pause with when Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo came out and it was like I just did a double dragon punch oh the screen stopped and it turned dark and now he has shadows trailing behind him. that dramatic moment of like yeah got you motherfucker like right here um and that that has been missing from Mortal Kombat like that whole like um that whole crowd pleaser appeal you know of like of, oh, shit, he's about to get him, you know? And then, like, sometimes you whiff it, and it's like, oh, he fucked it up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, But, yeah, I um, I, I did notice a lot of people are saying that, you know, story-wise, it's very much like DCU as well, where... You mean uh, the story mode? Story mode, yes, the story mode. Oh, uh, you yeah, haven't played the story mode. Okay, uh, yeah, that, that structure is kind of there, which makes it interesting, like... And I, I, by all accounts, I'm hearing that it's like one of the most awesome story modes in any fighting game. <gasps> oh my goodness, really? I'm yeah. going to play story mode. Yeah, like it takes you through every character through different chapters. And it's not like Soul Calibur where you just fight with your character. Like you start off. I mean, you, you remember DCU, right? Like where you, you didn't pick I don't a character. remember it. What happened? In DCU. Oh, I never really played it. That's the See, thing. You don't pick a fighter in, in DC, you pick mm-hmm. a side. And, and then you go through the characters based on the story right, on that all, side. Right. There are all these cheesy cutscenes and like, you know, Jax is talking to somebody and then like let's say Joker comes in and they're like, Holy shit, it's the Joker and then they fight him, but mm-hmm. it goes from that cutscene to the fight. Uh and it does that in Mortal Kombat. Uh what are we calling this one? Just Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. The okay. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> the um, Mortal Kombat. Too bad like, we can't do like um you know how Fast and Furious, the fourth one, they just kinda rebooted it and just said fast. Oh, fast God, and furious, not the fast and the furious. Too bad we can't shorten it like that. But yeah, like Jax and Sonya will be running somewhere, and then like they'll run into Katana, and she'll be like, "Halt!" By the order of Shao Kahn, you can't leave. And then mm-hmm. they'll like be, they'll be like, "What?" And then they'll fight. Yeah, um, I felt kind of weird that like Katana still like they really, really, really went back, and was just like Katana still thinks that she's. Shao Kahn is Indel's daughter. Oh, you, you'll, you'll, they'll explain why they, how they retro, how they retcon. Oh, how they went back. It's they, they didn't just go. Oh, it's a retcon. They actually, they, they make a good reason for it. Oh, well, okay. Uh, and that's good, in the story mode. Good being subjective, depending on on how good you think the writing for Mortal Kombat is. But you know, it, it, they they don't just say, oh, we're just starting over, just just cause, you know, mm-hmm. just cause. Um. But yeah, I I am really looking forward to that. It's just you know I'm trying not to buy any more things, especially mm-hmm. since I was stupid about the Ridge Racer thing. Hey, and the more um, you wait, the the lower the price that game is going to be. Cause, true. You know, sixty dollars is a hard pill to swallow. I I only got it because of the buy one get one half right. off. So we did rebootings on Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter separately. Um, but I, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how we got to this point where they're kind of integrating some of Street Fighter's old facets. Um, back when, like, I'll tell you back the first time that I heard about Mortal Kombat. The was, original? Yeah, it was like, mm-hmm. in sixth grade, and we had all been up on Street Fighter, and that's all we were playing. Um, 
And one of my friends was talking about this game called Mortal Kombat, and, and, and the, the thing that he focused on was the uppercuts and how much damage they took and the fact that they made you fly up in the air and that there was blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that we had really discovered that there were fatalities yet, but I really, really wanted to see this game, but it was kind of like a unicorn because I never saw it in the wild anywhere, <laughs> like ever, and it was still all about Street Fighter. So you thought um, maybe it was one of those uh, urban legend pipe dreams? Not an urban legend as much as it was just like... Um, something that I would never get to see. Oh, okay. Um, I, I I can't think of a good uh comparison now, but you know, just one of those things. And when I finally saw it, like it was completely not what I expected because he didn't tell me that it was digitized, right? And right. so I was like, oh my god, this is real people. And immediately because of the blood and the brutality and the the visceral nature of the fact that it looked real and it was all bloody, like, and this was. Again, in sixth grade, before like I, I'm a, before my mind was right, like I was like, this is a better game than Street Fighter. Which, let's be honest, there's no way that the original Mortal Kombat touches any Street Fighter game at all, yeah. except for maybe Street Fighter One. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even do that. There, it was some weird like. Let's <sighs> 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 uh, move on. <laughs> but the yeah, but the the when I when I started to play it a little bit more, um, what. What really bothered me was the fact that everybody had the same moves, the same regular moves. Yeah, the same animations and the same... Almost the same properties except for the uppercut. Right. No, I, that's no. Right. I'm sorry. And the, the jump punch. Huh? Oh, the jump punches were different, but the uppercuts were pretty much the same. No, because um, like Johnny Cage had the best uppercut in terms of just the hitbox, mm-hmm. uh, and Scorpion and Sub-Zero had the worst ones. Oh, yeah, okay. Didn't, um, like, Johnny Cage's uppercut go straight up when yeah. he had a big box? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Uh, that's why when, when you were jumping in, like, his uppercut was the best to use. Right. Um, and I had platform one. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it was just this weird amalgam of, like, trying just kind of thrown together stuff, but dressed up all in, in nice, like, you know, not ahead of its time, but, like, oh, we actually, yeah, we did it. Yeah, I tore your head off. Yeah, like we showed this. Um, and meanwhile, like, do you remember Game Pro's old Street Fighter guide? Did you ever look at that? I don't know. I, I was a stupid sucker for game guides like back in the day, and like Game Pro had this Street Fighter guide that uh, for for Turbo or for Championship Edition that um, that showed every single character's move and their damage. So it had this little chart of. Uh, uh, what did they used to call them? Wow, I'm getting old. Jab, strong, fierce, short, forward, roundhouse on going down the side, yep. and then like close, far away, jumping, crouching. Uh, it, it, so it had this table and like really tiny screenshots of all their moves. Um, and like I used to pour over that just looking at all the screenshots that they had because again, this was before the internet, and anytime you had screenshots in anything, you you would stare at it, and that's why that's yep. why Die Hard Game Fan was actually supposedly a good magazine back in the day when it was actually like put together by like fifth graders. But <laughs> like if you if you look at those magazines now and you look at the way that they put those screenshots together, it's like, hey, I'm good with an exacto knife. Um, <laughs> but back in the day, it's it's all I got, um, and and they did it a lot more than EGM, where EGM was just like take a picture of the screen. Anyway, yeah. so. So, like, I was looking at, like, all these things, and I was just, like, relating it back to Mortal Kombat and just being like, you know, this game is really just about the fatalities. Like, it really is. And then it came to the SNES, and, like, then it was no contest. It's just like, what's the better game? Uh, The original Mortal Kombat times 7 or Street Fighter 2 Turbo? 
Hmm. I think the answer is pretty clear. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but like I I feel like I feel like uh, it it kind of took. Well, maybe 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 it didn't take take this NES version because like it was Mortal Kombat two was probably in development already. But um, and I want to get your thoughts on this, but. Mortal Kombat for the SNES, the original, was so slow and so chunky. Mm-hmm. I still have that one. But I think the fact that maybe not a lot of people, people like me at least, didn't recognize that it was any chunkier than it was in the arcade. Because it was a lot chunkier, it's just that I didn't play with any finesse. Like, I didn't know the combo system. I didn't understand any of those mechanics. So, when I played it on the SNES, it was just like, all these just one-off moves. And I was like, yep, that's, that's what it was like in the arcade. Graphics are better, you know. Plays just like the arcade, except you have no blood. But it's still, it's okay. It's still okay. No, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> but like, I mean, you, you tell me, like, like, did you notice a difference in the gameplay, like, when you had first played that game? Did you notice a difference between the gameplay from that and the arcade? I did, but the thing is, I never played Mortal Kombat just like you. I never played Mortal Kombat with the, uh, with the knowledge of any deep mechanics. Um, so really it was all about like, you jump in, do a jump kick and like if somebody gets close, you do a roundhouse and knock them away. And then right, sometimes right. you just to set off distance between you and the character, you do a flurry of high punches or low punches and then they, f- you know, fly back. It wasn't all about, you know, coming in doing two and ones and all that other stuff. Cause I didn't know. Right. So really I, I mean, I had the Super Nintendo and I had friends that had the Genesis version. So my whole thing about it is the Super Nintendo version was slower, but it looked better. The Genesis version was, I think, more on par with the arcade in terms of its action, its responsiveness, but the graphics were crappy. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, And I think that there was there was a certain kind of... Uh, there, there were things left out of the Genesis version, I think. Um, not anything serious, but like certain small things that were left out. Uh, but I didn't really play the arcade game that much. Main reason being that there was always somebody who was really good yeah. playing it, so I never really, um, I never really got into playing it. And plus, on top of that, there was always, I, I could never finish the game. I didn't want to spend all that money on the game because whenever I got up to the mirror match and endurance match, I was never really able in the arcade because I think they set the difficulties too too high. Oh God! Well, uh, I, I think that's a function of street, uh, of of Mortal Kombat AI in general too. Oh yeah, because they the the whole f- concept behind Midway in general was to take your money, right? And they they were really good at taking your money because they had games that you really wanted to play and games that you really wanted to finish but were just so freaking hard that you wanted to continue putting in quarters to try and get past this one guy that was just really too tough or in more combat these two guys really too tough until you get to Goro. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> so I I can't really compare the arcade to the Super Nintendo that much. But I do think that the Super Nintendo version was uh a modicum slower than the arcade in terms right. of, you know, you press up and forward to jump, but there was that slight, yep. you know, fraction of a second lag where they would jump, and then the the, the the animation of the characters just, like, you could see they would be up in the air with their arms up, and I'm pantomiming here, and then <laughs> it would turn into the flip, and 
Yeah, well, not was... only that, but when 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 you struck someone and you came into contact with them, there was a slight pause. Oh yeah, like the jump kicks and the jump punches, like, and then yeah, it would it would kind of halt, but not really halt. It was like a split second kind of right jitter. And in the in the arcade, you know, that was there for dramatic effect, but it was exacerbated in the SNES version. I feel to the point where your any hope of doing a juggle like like a jump kick into a shadow kick for Johnny Cage uh was effectively almost eliminated like i remember i told you like the first time i ever did uh Liu Kang's jump kick into flying kick was like a couple of years ago and you probably had to be really deep into the jump yeah. kick to be able no, to no no you didn't have to be deep you had to be far out really yeah it was really? weird anyway like you had to be far out you had to hit him with the tip of your foot and you had to almost be landing oh um shoot. But like, yeah. And this like, is in you played the the Super Nintendo original. This NES version, yeah. I have no okay. problem doing it in the arcade version. No, oh, no problem course. at all. Or yeah. the PC version. I remember being able to really easily do the the jump kick into the shadow kick. Yeah, uh, but like it because your your sprite seemed to freeze a split second more than the one being hit. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a okay, first you go, then I go. You know, like logo writer. So <laughs> I, you know, I and and it's just baffling because over the years, like. Well, not over the years, I say just from that port alone, and like you, you look back at the port of Street Fighter and the job that Capcom did with it, it's like the only differences in the Capcom ports were the graphics and the sound. Like, the gameplay was pitch perfect. That's like, true. No deviation whatsoever. And like, I, you start to wonder what the, you know, what the hell are they doing? Um, and, and maybe like, what I was gonna say about Mortal Kombat 2 was, um, and this is probably just a stupid assumption on my part, but I feel like the chunkiness of the first one, like, in my mind, I like to think that Mortal Kombat 2 was kind of like a, yeah, we kind of recognize that it was chunky, and oh my god, that SNES port was, oof, like that was really chunky, so let's make it faster, let's make it smoother. Um, and again, that's a ridiculous notion, because they probably already were near finished working on the sequel before they even put the SNES version out. Like, And again, different people were working on it anyways, like it was sculptured software, um, not Midway. But y- you know what I mean, like it, right. it, 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 it Wait, feels... Wait, sculptured made both? Sculptured software... Made both. They made the first. I know that, but I was wondering if. Wait, did Acclaim buy Sculptured and turn them into Iguana, or well, no? They couldn't have. I think Iguana, Iguana was, was for NBA company. Jam. Iguana was for NBA Jam, but yeah, like, and they yeah. bought them and turned them into Acclaim yeah. Austin. Right, and I, you know, I was talking about the arcade version of Mortal Kombat Two. Wait, the arcade Mortal version of Mortal Kombat Two was no. What I what I was saying was like when Mortal Kombat Two came out in the arcades. Uh huh. When I played it, I was like, wow, they really learned from the mistakes of the first one. Oh, you know, yeah, which, yeah, definitely. Which which is somewhat on par, but like at the same time, I was thinking about it from a SNES standpoint. Oh, <laughs> Which okay. is really stupid because obviously Midway wouldn't have worked in the SNES version. That's why I'm saying it's stupid. Right, but, okay, I understand what you're saying. I thought you were talking about the SNES version of 2 versus No, but that does, that does apply there too because, Certainly. you know, you, you see that the... the the difference between like the original Mortal Kombat on SNES and 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 the second one was like the fact that it played just like the arcade, like that mm-hmm. was the that one. was the definitive version of the game. Like that Genesis was the one couldn't even keep up there, right? And that was the one that made me feel like okay, they did what Capcom does best. They took it and they made it work. Right. Um, like and and it's it's funny because you know Street Fighter Two and Street Fighter Two Turbo were such you know great ports. But then I don't have great memories of Super Street Fighter 2 on the SNES. And mm. I think it might have been due to the audio. Maybe. I, I don't even think I bothered to own that game. 
Yeah, I made the mistake of doing that. Like they um, that's when that's when Capcom started coming out with the Q sound stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think like they valiantly tried and failed to make it uh sound special on the Super <laughs> Nintendo, and it just sounded like crap. Oh. It sounded like there were these echoes and like uh, I don't know, like dials and Sonic Boom. No, no. <laughs> um, and and the thing, of course, that it was missing was, you know, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo had come out on arcades. And that was the one that I wanted to play because that was the one, again, with the special moves. I think they finally got tired of SNK being like, yo, you you throw your little pretty fireballs over there. We got Andy Bogart doing this insane, weird-ass dragon flaming kick that you have to do by doing down, down, forward, forward, down, back, down, down, back, back, forward, down, and A, C, and D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when Capcom was like, yo, let's do these double fireball motions. I was like, this is crazy. And then I thought about Fatal Fury, and I'm like, this is actually not that crazy. <laughs> and like, I've been doing this for years, yeah. even though their moves weren't really coming out because they were so complex. Exactly. Think about Samurai Showdown. The power yeah. moves. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, my God. And and I think I feel like that uh, that is where Cap- Capcom really, I think, really started to assert, in my mind, quality dominance over SNK because SNK had all these weird systems on all these different things uh, but Capcom like Capcom put the crowd into it with, and I think like, also we SNK being that they brought out a King of Fighters like every year or something that, like that. too that didn't help that didn't, didn't help, help at all yeah but like just just that one little thing of down forward down forward punch the screen stops mm-hmm. And like you, you, you just feel the just like oh shit, I just got hit. And like that, that throughout the years has been so exemplified. Now we we come to Street Fighter Four, um, and like they can do all these things. Like oh, the camera angle is going to shift, and we can show his eyes bulging out in surprise and shock because he's about to get hit with a spinning pile driver. Mm-hmm. And you he's know? not ready for it. He's going to get caught by it. Right. And like, meanwhile, back on the Mortal Kombat side, like. I, I feel like, you, you tell me, like, I feel like Street Fighter has just, and, and despite my misgivings about the parrying system in, in Street in Fighter 3, like, even with that, like, just, it, it's, it was just not for me, but it was a system that, like, pros could use and, like, made the game deeper. Like, I'm not going to argue that. Did you so, ever see that whole, uh, that Hoopla victory in Evo with, with uh, uh, Chun-Li, and, Chun-Li Ken. and Ken? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's huge. Everybody... Nobody should have not seen that. If you haven't seen right. that, stop listening and go see that. Uh, but yeah, it's like like everything, everything that was built into the pr- following iterations of Street Fighter, Street Fighter Alpha, uh, Street Fighter Two. Uh, I mean, the main Street Fighter games and Street Fighter Alpha. Um, I I I don't really want to give credit to Alpha plus EX. Don't but, don't. Well, they <laughs> did they did pull the the super move canceling into. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 from that game. Oh, yeah? Like, if you think about it, I think oh. I think EX plus Alpha did the Super Move canceling first. You mean, like, a Super Move... Super Move or, like, a, a, a Super Combo? Those are pretty much the same thing. Well, I call, well, I, I guess Special Move is not Super Move. Never mind. Uh, super... super a, a Super or a Special, to me, is the same thing. Okay, because I call... I call special move is like a Hadouken. No, no, no. I, I meant, I meant like a Hadouken. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Hadouken is a special move, but a super move is 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 the super combo. Right, right. I That's... mean, they're, they're the same things because all like you know, ever since Street Fighter Two Turbo, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo, all the super moves Have did more than one hit. Right. So 
technically they're a combo. Yeah, and um, my mind didn't really register the fact that you said super, and I said oh. it, and I didn't even recognize that I said it. So anyway, oh, okay. uh, so but what in EX you could cancel because I I don't never played EX because I played it once I and I hated it. But I think you could like do like a hurricane kick into a fireball. Like a super hurricane, I, I I think, and I could be wrong, but I I distinctly remember watching Ron and Chris play it, and like being disgusted at everything about it except <laughs> those super moves. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Okay. And maybe it was EX plus Alpha three that let you do that. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but um, like even then, like it, like it, the reason why I didn't like EX plus Alpha is because it played chunky, but mm-hmm. like it introduced some elements, you know, and like Hakan from Super Street Fighter four is. Uh, is kind of a spiritual successor to Darren or whatever the fuck his name is from from EX was Alpha, uh-huh. um, but I feel like throughout the entire series, like they always took a step to make it like deeper and more gratifying while staying accessible. Like Street Fighter Four's main strength is that depth of gameplay, especially with the focus attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, with the the kind of like accessibility of you don't even need to use them to to have a good time and be somewhat competitive in that game. But you do have to use it to be like a like a tournament level player, which you know whatever. Yeah. But in the meantime, like you see Mortal Kombat three, which okay, it's got depth. Yes, there's a lot of stuff with the run button and like and the long jump, ass combos, long ass combos. But I just never it felt so flimsy to me. Um, and the fat- some of the fatalities like Kung Lao's triple like Kung Lao's triple hat trick, where mm-hmm. he cut you know the hit, yeah, he the, cuts the, you once and he cuts you like. I forget what it is, but he like cuts he throws a hat at you. Off. He throws a hat at you, and it, it decapitates you first, and then mm-hmm. it takes off your torso. But they did such a piss poor, lazy job of drawing that <laughs> that when it cut your torso off, it also cuts you off at the wrist. Okay. But your 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 hands are still hovering in the air by your thighs. Oh, I gotta see this. I gotta. I'm gonna. Have, well, maybe they fixed it in Ultimate. No, no, no. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna have to see this. It's lazy. <laughs> like they all they did was they took the sprite. Of the dizzy character, and then they 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 cut it in three places. That's it. Without actually, without making... moving anything, without like Ugh. like that's why the hands are floating up in the air next to your legs. Oh, I'm gonna have to see this. This is gonna be great. You know, like imagine, imagine a guy just standing there looking at you. All right, and now imagine that his torso is gone, but his hands are still where they would be if his torso was still there. Oh, I know. I, I just want to like, see it in the game. It, it's 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 inexcusable. Like, and and they took such pride. With Kung Lao's fatality in the second game, when he bisects you, mm-hmm. and like it's this is really gross, but like you know they draw in little <laughs> bits and pieces of bone and all that crap, like they they went in there and they put that detail in there. For three, they're just like, yo, let's just let's just throw this stuff in here, and it was just bad, and like like ninety thousand rib cages and femurs, like a lot oh, of people yeah. got a lot of people got campy humor out of that. I was like, this is stupid, like it was really stupid, and then. The gameplay was eh, and then four. Like I cannot play four. I, you know, I've never actually played four. Don't you own it I've, for Dreamcast? No, I, for no, I don't. They came off for Dreamcast. <laughs> yeah, Mortal Kombat Gold. <laughs> oh no, I, I've never owned it. Um, I've never actually gotten into it because I think because it was in 3D and I wasn't adjusted into 3D fighters until Soul Calibur. And I don't. By the way, Soul thank Calibur. God. Yeah. Street Fighter never went into full 3D. Yeah, yeah. That, EX that plus good. Alpha, you know, notwithstanding, that was that was a 2D game in 3D graphics. Just 3D graphics, yeah. Which is like Street Fighter 4. Chunky. Yeah. Um, but Mortal Kombat 4, I've never played. I I do actually want to play it, but uh, don't, you don't. I don't want to play it. You I mean, don't. I want to play it for free. <laughs> 
You can have my Mortal Kombat Gold copy for your Dreamcast. I, I, you don't want to play though. Okay, I'll try it out. <laughs> bring, bring, bring it to Moe's, and I'll, I'll try it out. Gotta go to, if I remember, I will. Okay, if you remember. If you don't, um, it's fine. But yeah, it's it, it's like I'm typing and reminded. Bring MK4 to Moe's. <laughs> it's it. It's a. It feels a little bit too fast for the controller, and like it, it's the other thing is the Dreamcast pad is horrible. Like uh, the D pad, the D pad like cuts into my thumb whenever I try to do something. Like it, it hurts, mm. and like I can't, like I, I can't, I really can't play that game. It, it just, it, it's just weird. And I've, I means I have to pull out the uh, the six button yeah. controllers. And and I think that a, a lot of the gameplay mechanics followed from Mortal Kombat three, where you had the run button and it was dial a combo, and like there are certain. I think they did introduce the weapons though, and that made it into Deadly Alliance, which I was so skeptical of. And then you played it, and you bought you bought it, and you played it, and I'm like, you know what? This is actually pretty decent. Um. Now my problem was with it though was that it was it was still chunky. It didn't feel like Virtua Fighter or Dead or Alive or even Tekken, where Tek or, or Soul Calibur. Like Tekken and Soul Calibur were buffer games, whereas I felt like Virtua Fighter uh, and 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 Dead or Alive were much more quick. But they mm. all they all at least felt responsive in a, in the sense that like everything flowed, mm-hmm. whether you were buffering your moves or. You were just pressing each move like as it came out, like it just flowed. And to me, Deadly Alliance never flowed. It had a weird flow to it because of the most of the game was like attack, attack, switch, attack, 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 switch, well, no, and but, it followed a rhythm. But not only that, not only that, but I feel like in in Virtual Fighter and Dead or Alive, when you hit the button, the attack came out, unless it was a specifically slow attack, right? And so when you press punch, 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 it would punch, punch, punch. For Mortal Kombat, it really felt like you'd press the button and sometimes the move would come out a split second later. So I couldn't just press punch, 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 or punch, 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 and have the same result. Like only one, t- excuse me, only one timing, one exact timing was the right way to do it. Mm, you know, that kind of happens in um in the new Mortal Kombat too. Oh, that, oh. Kind of. Like I was trying to do the combos the very first time, which was like XXX, and... I was trying to do it like Street Fighter 4 and 3DS, where you kind of have to do it at a specific time. Yeah. But in Mortal Kombat, you have to kind of press it really fast, but it comes out after you press it, so it was weird. Yeah, I don't see, I don't like that, like for, for regular moves, for special moves where you really have to time them, combo them, and I'm fine with that, but when you're just trying to like do like a punch, punch, kick, you know, it's a, it's a basic thing. You shouldn't have to like struggle with it. Yeah. Um. But I I, I don't know. May, may, I hope it's not that bad because I I remember DCU being a little bit more forgiving in that respect. Yeah, I think DCU was more like um, uh, it was looser. You could do your combos, but you didn't have to be exact with the timing. Uh, right. And I haven't played uh Mortal Kombat Six. I have it, and I Deception. Yeah, Deception. I haven't it's, played it. It's pretty. Wh- which version? By the way, PlayStation Two. PlayStation. It. I mean, it's it's pretty much, uh, you know, Deadly Alliance, um, in in its mechanics. Um, but ooh, I, th- that's a good thing that you bring that up though, because I I did want to briefly talk about how cool it was to play as Goro and Shao Kahn in the GameCube version of that game. Of what? Of uh, Deception. Oh, I've. Because remember, could... they they didn't put out Deception at first because it was like, oh, they, we're not the going to have online for GameCube, so we're not. Oh. And then like, and then Ed Boon was like, all right, I got enough hate mail, and like, I really. You know, do want to put it out for a Nintendo platform. So instead of having online, we're going to give you Goro and Shao Kahn. And I was like, cool. Like oh. they, they they were a lot of fun to play as. Hmm. Um, but like, 
I, 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 that game just wore thin on me after I got through the novelty of being like, oh, they're still supporting Nintendo, and oh, Goro and Shao Kahn's fatalities are cool, and and I started playing the story mode in that game, and that, not the story mode, the conquest mode. Yeah, the, the conquest game. mode I heard was like a piece of crap. That is awful. <laughs> that is god-awful. Um, and I, I think, at the, you know, it's it's a shame that you didn't get to play it when it was out, because I kind of feel like DCU, which you have and you've played, mm-hmm. pretty much renders the other stuff obsolete. And from a game, from a from a Mortal Kombat standpoint of blood and guts, like there's really, <laughs> you might as well just go onto YouTube and watch the Deception Fatalities <laughs> because and it's all good. about I want to see the fatalities. Yeah, and they're good, but it's like, all right, well, and then Armageddon. Like I didn't, I didn't touch that one because I heard that the, yeah, I heard it was, that it was just a mess. Yeah, a complete mess. They and wanted like the to fatali- put all the characters from all the Mortal Combats in one game. Yay, so what? And then, like, what's the deal with, like, the whole um, creative fatality? Like, Oh, right. I didn't, I didn't even bother. I, mm. but you could you probably know get it for, like, $3 now. But yeah. why? <laughs> you know what's interesting is I, sam- I, I sampled um, Mortal Kombat for the Game Boy Advance, um, Deadly Alliance, which, which forced this really shitty 3D engine and sprites into, like, into the game. And it actually... Kind of worked. Wait a second. They made Deadly Alliance for Game Boy Advance. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Even know that. And it, you know, it's not something that I would say go out and buy it. But I was impressed at the job that they. You should YouTube it. Mm. Um, but yeah, and then now we finally we we get to um, oh, it was it was Deception that started finally like getting with the program of of starting to put some extra things in there because I think it's Deception where they had the combo breaker and they finally put that in there. And you had three combo breakers per match, or two of them I think. And like you could you know, you could save them for the last round or you could use them immediately to get like the upper hand. So like there's that little bit of you know strategy back and forth there. And they they promoted that into DCU. But I don't think like like we were talking about at the way at the beginning of this podcast, I, I I don't think not until now have we really gotten that. All right, now it's really like this bona fide like super dramatic thing where you can turn the tide, and that's that's the words that you used. Mm-hmm. You can turn the tide of the battle with one well placed strike. Like that, I think that is why I am kind of really excited about this game because that's what I think was missing this whole time. And it, that, that's not to say that oh everything should be like Street Fighter. Or like Marvel vs. Capcom or whatever, but it. But yeah, that 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 kind of it adds a depth to the fighting game as opposed to just a straight. You're beating each other until you get down to zero, and if fear. you're low, you kind of have to play. It 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 adds. I don't know. It goes both ways, I think, in my opinion. Where it it, it adds an edge, an element of tension and fear also that really works to its advantage. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it's more like in the old days when you were running low on health, you had to really rely on your skill to be able to make a comeback. But then people would say, oh, nowadays all you have to do is rely on your x-ray move or your ultra combo, etc., etc. But at the same time, the what's going for it is that you have a weapon in your arsenal now that if used with the proper skill makes you even more deadly. Right. So I think that it, it, you know, you can think both ways about it and still kind of be right, but it makes it also more accessible, especially since you don't have to do, uh, well, with Ultras in Street Fighter 4, you just kind of have to know your character, but in Mortal Kombat, all you have to do is press two buttons. 
and that makes it more accessible. Oh, okay, okay. You press two buttons um, at the same time, and boom, that's your X-ray. You don't have no, to I will, know anything special for each character right. and all that other stuff. Well, you, you, you need to know the properties of the move, though, don't you? That's true. Because, because some of them are counters, and some of them have different hitboxes. And some of them charge up, like Sub-Zero's. His can be charged up. Right. So now, basically, it's like Street Fighter three, uh, Street Fighter 4 on the 3DS. You just press the touchscreen. Yeah. Like it, the lame people who don't know how to play Street Fighter 4. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> but, Light mode. Now, let me ask you a question. You think going forward... You know, if they keep this system in Mortal Kombat, do you think they go down the route of the X-ray move is a super special thing that takes off a third of your life, or does it become more and more like the Street Fighter model where you start to have multiple levels of it, and sometimes it's 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 kind of a it it ranges from at its worst. When I say worst, I mean the most damaging, like the mm-hmm. worst as you wouldn't want to be hit by it. At its worst. A devastating move that takes off forty percent of your life, which is what like um, uh, Final Atomic Buster or whatever, whatever the whatever the ultra version is on Street Fighter Four, right. um, with with two full revenge gauge meters. Um, what that does to you is forty percent, and then you could pull it off early with you know your revenge meter only half full, right, and do slightly less damage, and then you can also do the regular super move. Um, and you see how that that's evolved from the original Street Fighter 2 Turbo, where you only had one bar. Right. And Most of the time, Fi- that bar wouldn't even go up <laughs> because the the fights ended so quickly sometimes. Right, exactly. Um, and they wouldn't preserve between rounds. Right. Uh, whereas with uh, Street Fighter Alpha, they introduced the multiple tiers of bars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Street Fighter 3, they kind of went in a different direction and did like, oh, everybody has a different size bar and... You can only store some characters can only store one super art, but some of them can store two. You know, yep. like they change that up, and then then you come back to four, and it's like, all right. Bottom line, the whole point being, you had different levels of moves that did different amounts of damage, um, and it wasn't always like a super tide turning thing. Uh, um, I think three was though. I'm not sure. Uh, three only had supers. They didn't have any kind of revenge gauge thing. And right. I but think what that I, what I meant was though. Was, it, but what I meant was that you couldn't do like a level one super versus a level three super. Right, exactly. The bar had to be completely full because the the middle gauges. Well, if the bar wasn't full, you'd just be able to do ex attacks. Right, and and I feel like I'm kind of interested to see if they, you know, if well, it's not really midway anymore, is it? Um, uh, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Oh no, um, no, Nether Realm or something like that. Nether Realm, yeah. If they start to incorporate, and thank God they, they thank God that Boon still has a job. Yeah. Um, I, I'm so happy that you know they that that property still exists. But you know they if they move it from just an X-ray devastating thirty percent, forty percent move to like okay now you also have punishing moves where it's kind of like it, it's like a lower level of the X-ray, but you know it's just there to punish your enemies if they whiff a move. Oh, uh, uh, essentially do- like a like a super. As like a regular, like a, you're right, like or like a half again, like a half filled revenge meter. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think, think that, they, that you're gonna ask me to yeah, do they, kind of should they go the that, value like from your perspective, having played a little bit, should they go that route or should they keep it as like, nope, yeah, it's only gonna be two buttons, but you go, you you have to really charge the whole thing up all the way to the end, and if it hits, it does all this damage. I I think that in order for Mortal Kombat to stay unique uh, and for it to be less comparable to Street Fighter it probably should keep that that one element of the x-ray and if maybe there 
<clears throat> is some other kind of indicator to be able to do some kind of uh you know, counter move or something like that. That's not well, know, already in the game, like a combo breaker right. or an right. enhanced okay. move. Um, they should they should try and come up with a more unique way of handling it, as opposed to doing <clears throat> a, a modification of the bar that already exists. I think it would be great to have a move that is not a a stronger version of your special move that can only be used at a particular time. That's not next ray. Right, but I think I, that it shouldn't be based on the same bar. I guess, and I guess I ask that because I've always felt that Mortal Kombat kind of goes too quickly. Um, it it feels like a three D fighter where the matches can be over in two seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I, you know, I enjoy the visceral nature of Mortal Kombat, I kind of want the rounds to last longer, or at least you do do less damage. You do do wow, <laughs> or at least you 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 know you you do less damage with each move so that the rounds can last longer, and you get to see more of a fight. Right. Um, and and by reducing all the levels of the damage, then you can introduce, you can keep the 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 super X-ray move at where it is, um, but then also introduce punishing moves without like kind of being redundant. Because right now, like the best punishing move is, oh, you have to move. I'm gonna uppercut you. Does it still take like twenty percent of your life? No, I don't think so. Okay, um, <laughs> that's what it but, did in the original. Oh, <laughs> then. I don't. I'm pretty sure you know um, that they've also introduced a tag feature yep. in the game. So you have <clears throat> the ability to do two one twos, and uh, I think that that's a really cool addition as well. Because now instead of being limited to just having, you know, this one on one, the round ends in like 15 seconds. You you're able to switch out people. You're able to create a new element of surprise with being able to throw someone in for an assist or linking a combo into someone else's, uh, like into a switch. You do like a, mm. a couple of moves and then you press the tag button and <clears throat> out comes the other guy with a move and then boom, you've now switched with um, safety. Right. And uh, I think that there's something else that you can do with tag. Uh, I think that that's, that will help make the the matches last longer. Right. Now, one last thing I want to touch on before we get out of here, because we're running low on time, but remember how I was talking about how all the Street Fighter normal moves had, like were different, and they had their own uses. Um, mm-hmm. Short kicks, roundhouse kicks, in close, far away, they all had different uses. And, and Mortal Kombat has always come up, you know, uh, not until the 3D, the, the full-on 3D games, you know, come up with the high punch, low punch, high kick, low kick, kind of, these all look the same, and some of the moves are completely useless. Like right. the crouching low kick, or the crouching <laughs> the crouching high kick, um, and they were the same thing in Mortal Kombat One. Right, two, they that little engine. kick, uh, the little upward kick. The 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 Blanca, I'm taking a leak kick. Yeah. Um, like, but what is it like in this new Mortal Kombat? Because I, I when Pete and I were playing at PAX, we mostly did special moves. Like, are they still templatized like that? And if so, are they actually useful this time? They templatized as in. <clears throat> Uh, animations or everyone has the same, yeah. No, not at all. Okay, that's good. Um, everyone has their own individual animations for their moves, and each move has a specific hit range, either and high or low, and okay. their own properties. Like I was playing with in the tutorial, you play with Johnny Cage and Sonya, and um, Johnny Cage has like straightforward punches. Um, then I play the latter, the you know the regular arcade with Sub Zero, and Sub Zero. His main, uh, his front punch is a tiger claw. 
and you okay. do like XX, and he does like a Tiger Claw one two. Um, then you have. So it's kind of like Deadly Alliance in that it it maintains some three D roots, but it also like they can act as single hits. Yeah, um, like the way Deadly Alliance makes it is that each character has their own style of kung fu, which then translates into them having their own animations, which kind of uh is brought into this game as well. Like they all have their own style of fighting, so they each have their own individual animations, and on top of that, um. They all have unique versions of some moves. Like Sub Zero has a move where you press forward and uh, I think back kick, and he does like a kind of lunging forward middle range kick. And if you do back and same button back rear kick, he does a, a different kind of move. Uh, oh no! Well, that different kind of move is a sweep. Um, <laughs> well, everyone still has a sweep. Everyone still has a sweep. Yeah, with and, the, the and it's the same function: back and back kick, and then and, down. And, and those are those are classic. Like you can't get rid of those. Like those, I understand. You you have to have them the same. Cause exactly. That, you know. And now you know they took out. Well, not took out. I, they probably changed it, but uh, the roundhouse kick back in uh, high kick at, at you know previously. Yep. It it's not that way anymore. Um, oh. back in that button, it does something different for each character, I think. Uh, because I remember trying to do certain things, and it's like, okay, well, this button doesn't do that anymore, so I can't do that. Like, I was trying to do uppercuts, and up, you know, the uppercut has been changed from high punch, quote unquote, which technically, if you look at an Xbox controller, would be the X button. It is now the Y button, right? It is now the Y button, which is yeah, the which totally threw me off. rear punch button. So I kept doing down in, in uh, X, but, and he would but, do a crouching forward punch. <laughs> you know what's annoying about that, too, though? Is when I was doing Liu Kang's flying kick, mm-hmm. it's it's back forward and that button. Uh. So I'm doing an uppercut and a flying kick with the same button. <laughs> and it's nuts. But, like, because one thing I noticed, and I was watching a lot of footage on of, of you know, the new Mortal Kombat game, and the reason why I asked that is because... They actually made the jumping punch a combo starter. Yes. And that is, like, that one little thing is a huge change in for the better. Certainly. You know? So, like, before where you just, you could only knock them down and you'd have to juggle them. Now you can you can jump punch into a mini Dala combo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that opens up a whole new swath. But um, real quick, uh, we got to go, but your assessment so far, two thumbs up? Yes. Um, and I, I definitely want to play it to learn it more. Uh, I, I feel like I want to play and learn it more than I had wanted to play and learn MK versus DC. Although this playing this new Mortal Kombat makes me want to play and learn right. DC. Hopefully, like maybe they have similar systems, and then I won't have to adjust so much. Right. Oh, uh, bring it to uh, bring it to Moe's. Maybe we'll uh. I'd have to probably you- bring an Xbox. <laughs> because you know they're gonna be playing rock band in in the main room. No, but I'm saying like like if people aren't there yet, I don't know, oh, whatever. Uh, yeah. uh, why not? Mm-hmm. But anyway, we have to go. We're actually 20 minutes over, but uh, we wanted to gift you with our voices because his is sexy. Oh please! And mine is uh, mine is Nathan. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, we got a couple of things that we do want to pimp. You can find each one of us at drygames.net on the internet. Al, where can we find you? Where do you live? Uh, I live various places, I guess. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash dredmage. Twitter.com slash dredmage. Um, there's xlm2k.blogspot.com, which I'll update sometime. And what about your band? 
Oh yeah, I have a band and uh he has a band. That site is uh Rocaforte Musica dot com R O C A F U E R T E Musica with Nay at the end. Mm-hmm. Dot com. Mm-hmm. 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 So, and you can find their album, Vuelo Letal, which means Lethal Flight. I learned that because Al knows Spanish. Very on the Amazon.com, barely. <laughs> Amazon.com MP3 downloads list. Make sure, to, that, make sure that you choose MP3 downloads. There's other places, find it. too. iTunes, uh, Spotify, Zoom. Uh, supposed to be Rhapsody, but who knows. Uh, anywhere where your digital media is served, you should find us. Excellent. Pete, where do you live? Twitter.com slash Riven. That's R-Y-V-V-N. R-Y-V-V-N. And if you like don't you... alcoholics talking about video games and movies, you should follow me on Twitter. Follow <laughs> him on Twitter at ryvvn.com slash Twitter.net. That's yes. the only place I live. No, no other place That's the only is place to live. No other place is important? Okay. And you can find me, obviously, at Mr. Chupon on Twitter. It's at Mr. Chupon with an O, not a zero. Uh, you can also, obviously, visit us at trygames.net at trygames.net, which we rarely update, but one day I will. Uh, you can also visit me at www.sharkversusoctopus.com, uh, which is nonsense and has nothing to do with video games, but it could. Uh, and that's all the places that I live. Email, 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 email. Email us at mailbag at trygames.net, M-A-I-L-B-A-G at trygames.net, or you could spell it the wrong way, M-A-L-E. And you can also visit friends of the site. You can visit... Our friend Maurice at EveryoneLovesDinosaurs.com. The other Austin out in the world because there are only two of us and we're both awesome at AustinDLight.com. Light is spelled the, pro- the appropriate way like a light bulb. And you can visit Brian Fishman, friend of the site, doctor, and he will save your fucking life as long as you go to his blog, which is called DrFishyPants.com. Also friends of the site, we've got James Dendy Connor at www.gamesjames.com. That's www.gamesjames.com. Not just one game, but multiple games. And there's also our friend Alex and Gary from That Game Podcast, which is conveniently www.thatgamepodcast.com. And it's always different from episode to episode from now on. No, it's not. Um, anyway, so we're going to call it a day. Uh, any last final Jerry Springer thoughts, mm. hair man? No, not really. You oh, suck. Sorry. I I gotta go. <laughs> I, I, I gotta go. So uh for Pete, feel better, buddy. Um, yeah. and you know, tweet him tweet him his uh his well wishes and, and some vaccinations and all that stuff. Uh for Al. Two of two C's. <laughs> I've been your host, Mortal Kombat, and we're gone. All I can picture now is like a castle, 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 throwing up W's, castle, castle, vomiting thugs, 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 thugs.